Hello, my beautiful Tropicanas, and welcome to The Ricardo Project, the podcast where I watch through I Love Lucy episode by episode and talk about its historical, comedic, and emotional impact. My name is Dana, and I'm so glad that you've joined me today for this really great episode. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, called Men Are Messy, which premiered 70 years ago today on December 3rd, 1951. So here's what happens in Men Are Messy. We open on Lucy being a domestic goddess. I mean, she is really leaning into being like Snow White. She's humming while she dusts, blah, 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 the whole thing. She says the classic phrase, a place for everything and everything in its place. That's where we are. She flits into the kitchen, all content with how beautiful her apartment looks. And then Ricky comes in, and in two minutes, he's ruined both the living room and my life. He just throws his stuff everywhere. He puts things on the ground. He puts flowers on the ground. I I would kill him. For some reason, the Ricardos keep a two-tiered fruit and nut stand right next to the fireplace. And Ricky grabs a banana and a bunch of walnuts, and he tries to crack one of the walnuts open with his foot. He stubs his toe, which serves him right. Because then he throws all the shells on the ground. He also pulls a whole banana out of the peel to eat. And I just found that incredibly weird. It has nothing to do with the episode, but just that is not how I ate bananas. So poor Lucy comes out and she is immediately, justifiably furious to see what Ricky has done. And they have a debate on whether the department is dirty versus lived in. And Ricky begins another really obnoxious 1950s tirade about how a man's home is his castle which thankfully Lucy mocks mercilessly. So after Ricky takes the time to be so disrespectful of the work that Lucy does every single day, he has the audacity to be mad that a musician's magazine hasn't profiled him at home yet, which again, Lucy burns him for. At this point, Ethel calls to come up and Lucy starts cleaning up, asking Ricky to help. And when he refuses, Lucy gets so pissed off that she takes some tape and she splits the apartment in two her pristine half, and his mess cat half. Of course, when the Mertzes arrive, and Fred is looking dapper as heck, by the way, well done, little Freddy, they immediately side with their counterparts. With Fred also eating bananas by pulling them whole out of the peel, which I just, again, I know it doesn't matter. I just found that so strange. Is this how people eat bananas? Have I been the one living in a delusion? We get a great scene when the phone rings and it's right on the line split of the apartment. So Ricky has to listen and Lucy has to talk. It's so funny. Lucy repeats Ricky's rant at his press agent word for word. It's a great little exchange. The scene comes to a head when Ricky wants a beer from the kitchen and Lucy needs something from the bathroom. And they both realize that the apartment has been split in a very silly way. With Ricky getting half the living room, the bedroom, and the bathroom, and Lucy getting the other half of the living room and the kitchen. They have a great showdown moment before we're whisked away to the Tropicana. Ricky is practicing a new number, and he dances with a little old lady who is cleaning the Tropicana, and her name is Maggie. It's honestly so charming. The writers really know when I'm mad at Ricky, and they really know how to make hating him impossible. Ricky's press agent shows up with a photographer for a magazine, and he asks to shoot Ricky at home. And at this point, (laughs) 
My notes shifted into calling Ricky Richard because he was making me so mad. And even though I know that Ricky is short for Ricardo, Richard is more of an F-boy name if you catch my drift, so he was Richard for the rest of the episode. Anyway, Richard calls Lucy the best little housekeeper ever, and he says he wants to give her a heads up that the photographer is coming. He can't reach Lucy because she's on the phone chatting with a friend, so he calls Ethel, who delivers the news and says that Ricky has instructed that the house must be cleaned from top to bottom. And Lucy is very righteously upset about this because he won't clean for her, but he'll clean up for a magazine, so she decides to just leave it as is. It's just for a silly musician's magazine, after all. And then she decides to destroy the apartment to make a point. She hangs a clothesline. She fills the apartment with garbage cans. There's a car tire on one of the chairs. She dons overalls and this hilariously strange wig, and she's constantly itching herself, which is such a move. Richard is humiliated in front of the photographer. He calls the apartment a pig pen, and Lucy says they only keep chickens, so how could it be a pig pen? At that moment, we get this great little instance where Richard tries to appeal to the photographer and says there are no chickens. And at that exact moment, I can only assume that Lucy hurls a chicken at him because one just shoots into frame. It's a great visual gag in an episode full of great visual gags. Ethel, of course, is included in this charade, and she's hiding in the clothes as grandma, and they go hunting in the bedroom. The guns that they've got go off while they're in there, and they bring out an entire bear. It is so bizarre and so funny. I'm not doing it justice describing it. Lucy and Ethel are so proud of themselves that Ricky's musician magazine spread has been ruined. But the photographer corrects them and says he's from Look Magazine, and we get a classic Lucy Spider. We get an ooh. (laughs) The episode quickly cuts to Lucy sobbing over the spread because while the photographer said he wouldn't put the pictures in the article, her picture is on the cover, and that's how the episode ends. So that's the episode. So this episode has my absolute favorite I Love Lucy plot set up. It's a showdown between the men and the women. Specifically, I love when the episode ratchets up the gender dynamic of the era. The husbands will expect doe-eyed submissive wives and Lucy and Ethel will refuse to play into that and then they'll fight back in hilarious, unexpected, perfect sitcom ways. I'm thinking of some of my favorite episodes like the Pioneer Women episode or Equal Rights or the iconic chocolate factory scene in Job Switching. They're all dealing with the same core issue, which is that the women in the show refuse to be second fiddle. Indeed, that that's really the core of Lucy Ricardo. She wants to be a star because she wants to have her own identity outside of Ricky. She wants to dirty the apartment because Ricky disrespects the work she does and takes her for granted. She works in the chocolate factory so that Ricky will stay home and see how hard domestic work is. And this is something I Love Lucy does a lot. They take gender roles, gender stereotypes, and they expose them in their silliness and sometimes in their truth, and they turn them on their heads. I'm thinking a lot right now of one of my favorite episodes, which will come up later in this season, The Gossip, which plays on the stereotype that women are these flappy-lipped gossips who can't keep a secret. The women bet the men that men gossip just as much as women. And even when the men think they've got them beat, Lucy gets the upper hand one last time. 
do Lucy and Ethel love to gossip? Yes, but they also refuse to be defined as in this like frivolous woman trope. And that's the thing I love so much about this show. Because Lucy and Ethel are constantly subverting the pre-assigned wife role. Do they always succeed? No, of course not. There's very little that's funny in people doing well. But there's a lot that's funny in seeing someone particularly a housewife in the 1950s, recklessly and joyously forcing themselves out of the box they've been put in. I mean, what must it have been like to be a woman their age, watching this in real time? A woman who likely remembered that just six years before, Rosie the Riveter was the icon of the American woman, and now here they are on TV being described as the best little housekeeper. It's important to note that I Love Lucy never belittles the homemaker. In fact, there are multiple episodes where the men try to do housework to prove how easy it is, only to be disasters and to admit that they had no idea how much work it actually is. But at the same time, it always holds space that its women may want more or something else. I can't help but wonder what it must have felt like to hear that to see that on your television on Monday nights as a woman who can remember what it felt like to have the men come back from war and be out of a job. Would it have been painful or validating? For me, even now, it's it feels freeing. Because even when Lucy is making a fool of herself, it comes from this place of self-worth that I can only hope to have myself one day. And all that said, the episode is just so damn funny. The phone bit I mentioned earlier is absolutely wonderful. The bear sight gag is so good that I was actually sad watching it because I was watching the episode alone and I really wanted my husband to see it. I mean, what a joy to watch something that's so delightful that you wish others were able to be a part of it too. And for me, that's what makes this show and good comedy in general so special because it's something that makes you laugh so fully while making you feel so seen. Okay, time for my historical notes. The photographer works for Look Magazine, and Look Magazine was kind of the rival or direct competitor to Life Magazine, um, which had just been published a few months earlier than Look Magazine, which started in 1937 and it went till 1971. Um, it was one of those like really big, dramatic magazines, the way that life that that life is. Look seems to have had a pretty strong cultural impact. There was quite a few references in the articles I was reading to Look's specific work on the civil rights movement. That very famous picture that we probably all know of the Selma to Montgomery march, where people are marching along the highway. Um, that is from Look magazine. Stanley Kubrick worked there as a staff photographer. Norman Rockwell worked there at certain points in his career once he was done with the Saturday Evening Post. So um, while it's not a magazine anymore, it was obviously a very important piece of culture at the time. Um, Maggie, the cleaning lady who dances with Ricky, so cute. She was played by Hazel Boyne. She will come back a couple more times in later seasons. And honestly, I found her so delightful. I wanted to learn as much about her as possible. But I couldn't find too much about her. But she was on the Bob Hope show, which I thought was kind of a fun fact. 
So next week, we'll be talking about the fur coat. And here's the logline for that so you can get nice and excited. Ricky rents a mink coat for an act at the club, but Lucy thinks it's for her and won't take it off. So Ricky arranges for Fred to pose as a burglar and steal it. So that should be a fun one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you next week. The Ricardo Project is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, on my bed with a beautiful cat sitting next to me. If you would like to get in touch with me for any reason at all, I would be honored to hear from you. You can shoot me an email over at thericardoproject at gmail.com or on Instagram at thericardoproject. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe. If you didn't enjoy this episode, you're not here. Who am I kidding? It's totally fine. I do not blame you. I'm not for everyone. I hope that no matter what, you have a wonderful weekend.